This is Joey Mullins, and you're listening to Jim and Mike Talk. Today we have a special guest on the show. He's a singer, songwriter, and guitarist. He was one of the original members of the 1970s band Badfinger, who had four top 10 hits and went on to sell over 14 million albums. <laughs> Woo! And he just released <laughs> a brand new album called Be True to Yourself. Let's all welcome uh, to Jim and Mike Talk. Hello! <laughs> Mr. Joey Mullen. Joey <laughs> How are you, I'm sir? I'm good, man. It's good. You're not a sir, are you? Are you? No, I'm not a sir. No, not no. not yet. No. <laughs> Everybody's a sir in today's polite world, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you, How sir. You... Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Do, yes, do you sir. know how you how you become knighted? Like uh, you, the, make, you, you, you pay a lot of money in taxes. Oh, okay. Or, <laughs> or, or you get you get really old and uh, you know become famous for doing some like John John uh, John Mayles a knight. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's a Sir, you know Sir John Mayle. And wow. it, it is quite an honor, you know, really. Uh, but, yeah, 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 it would yeah, be. yeah. Yeah. There's nothing quite like it in the U.S., is there? I mean, really. To get a, a certain level of, of recognition, I think that uh, you know that badge that they, they, they give the medal, the American medal. What is it? Uh, that's kind of a cool thing. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's different medals that they give. Yeah. The the yeah. what is it? The peace medal or I don't even. Oh, know. it's it's like the. Uh, oh, I can't remember. It's it's something the president gives, and he, he's yeah. given, you know to great entertainers. Uh, or, you know, great people. Oh, okay, yeah. Great Americans, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's a similar thing to that, you know. Just a, then, then you have to wear it around. You'd have to wear it around your neck all the time so people know, you know, because you don't have the title. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Enough. You know, pe people, people don't walk around with their medallions on their night badges. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do at special occasions, but, you know. So. Well, hey, Joey, in this interview, we want to we go, um, go back uh, to the early days uh, sure. of your life, of your life. And then, and then also want to also want to uh, you know, get to the end here um, of what you've been doing recently too. But uh, Jim, where are we starting here? So Joe, you're born in Liverpool, correct? I was. Yeah. Yep. Edge, Edge Hill. Edge Hill, Liverpool. Late, yeah. So I, I always thought Liverpool was like one town, but I guess it's a city and then there's districts. It's a region. Correct. It's a district, right? Yeah, there are different areas. Uh, yeah. The city have have their own names, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, just like anyone else, really, you know. I was thinking, um, I'm a child of the '70s and came to age in the '80s. And so, uh, what was it like? Uh, what was going on when you were in your teens and late teens 
this is, uh, you know, what was going on in, in, in England uh, at, at that time. Um, you know, the music scene, of course. As you became an adult, you know, you're 18. Was there other cultural, uh, cultural influences around you or things that were happening back then at that time? Uh, no, you're just growing up a little bit, aren't you? You know, you're working, you've, you've left school. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you're not seeing any, any, any of your school pals uh, pretty much. Very, yeah. few, mm-hmm. very few people go to university or anything like that. So mainly you, you leave school 15, 16, and you mm-hmm. get a job. And yeah. you, and you, okay. and you, you mm-hmm. kind of join society then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whether you've, you know, I started going downtown when I was going to school. Uh, mm-hmm. as a, you know, I'd play truant from school. To and, play music? Uh, the reasons why, no, no, uh, uh, it wasn't. I, I was just learning then, 11, 12, 13, 14. I was learning to play the guitar uh, and stuff. So I, I, I did have that interest. I had an argument at school uh, with a, a priest. I was playing the piano in the chapel, playing What Did I Say on the piano. Um, okay. And uh, the priest came in and he just got raging mad. You know, he thought it was like sacrilege or something. Yeah, right, right. And I knew that it wasn't sacrilege. <laughs> you knew in your heart. You, you knew yeah, it, you I, knew, knew I, knew, I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. You know the way you know these things. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so I started just not going to the school. This priest came into the arts, art class and made me stand up in front of the whole class. And he yelled at me. Father yeah. Holland, his name was. He yeah. yelled at me. He said... We don't want your type of boy in our school. And that's, that's what he showed yeah. me. That's, that's what he showed me. And uh, I was drawing you were the fire. The rock and and roll. You know? so, so, you know, I just stopped going. I, yeah. I, really, I really did. Uh, I was third in my class at that school. Very good. In, in the top three guys, I studied Latin, French, mathematics, mm-hmm. you know, physics, science, all of it. Yeah. Wow. I, I wasn't bad. I wasn't stupid or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to play. I like to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I heard Elvis Presley, man, and it turned me on. Yeah. Blue suede shoes, click. Yeah. yeah. Clicked. And so, yeah. And so I started, anyway, stopped going to school, started going downtown, going to mm-hmm. like horror movies, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. I had like two bob, you know, two shillings would be yeah. my London. <laughs> Be my lunch money every day. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so that would that would get me in the movies. Maybe get me a little bit of Indian food. I found Indian food as well, which was really a big deal. <laughs> yeah, to me. And then walking around the town, I came across the cavern. You know, um, cavern club. Cavern club. Yeah. Yeah, we we're going to ask. I, you. I, 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 and and mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, I could go in there even though I was only a schoolboy. Because uh, there was no drinking in there. That's you know, what I thought. I'd yeah, recently uh, on on eBay, someone had a ticket for uh, like a youth membership. I don't know if they gave out membership cards. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I figured you didn't have to be yeah of drinking age to go in there. No. Yeah. Uh, like the, there wasn't any the, the tea and coffee and soup and oh, okay. things like that. So so the atmosphere like a pub. Because, you know, a lot of Americans, they don't really know what pubs are unless they travel to uh, the UK. Um, I, I was at Scotland one time uh, for two yeah, weeks yeah. and I experienced, yeah, a real pub. It's like, oh, I get it now. It's yeah, everything. Yeah. 
It's it's bar, restaurant, billiards, and and you're, everybody's chilling, you know. Yeah. And you don't have that here. You don't have the real pubs here in America. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's rare. It's rare. They were called public houses. Yeah, and uh, that's what mm-hmm. pub comes from. Pub, public public house. house. You just and, come uh, in. People <laughs> would routinely go in there and have a pint with their wife. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool. There'd be a fire burning. Mm-hmm. You could get a sausage if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a way of socializing for the working man, really. But So the Cavern Club, was it like a pub that was no, special, no, no. some different? No, or it was different. What was, it, what was it, the Cavern? Well, the Cavern was in a basement for a start. Okay. Well, there you go. It was, that, it <laughs> was four, you know, four flights of stairs down. And, uh, wow. Wow. It was way down in the ground. Uh, it was made, the, the cabin was three archways, about 12, 12 feet wide, each one, like that, you know, mm. kind of thing. The, yeah. the, mid, the middle one had some chairs, and, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of that middle one was the, was the stage. And the stage okay. was, yeah. about, was about three feet high, maybe. So uh, it was a small, small area. Yeah, it's- yeah. And the club held about... I think somewhere, you know, two to three hundred. Okay. Uh, when it, and mm-hmm. it would get packed, really packed. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, really, <laughs> no, I mean, really packed. Yeah. 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 They, they actually made up a dance uh, in there called the stomp because you couldn't really <laughs> dance. You couldn't do rock and roll dancing because mm-hmm. every, so everybody would dance like this. <laughs> and that's what it was. And the music was really punchy. Really, yeah. really. You know, it was dense, the atmosphere, because all those people. And yeah. the music was really punchy and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you were in a couple bands before the Ivies, correct? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah. did you ever play at the Cavern Club? Sure, yeah, played there loads okay. of times. Yeah. Now, wow. I'm interested to know if you, if you saw the Beatles at the Cavern Club. I saw them Club. one time when I was young. When I was okay. really young, maybe... 14 or 15, 61, 62, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they the that Beatles show? or they were the, the Silver Beatles, weren't they? they were the, yeah, they were called that, I think, when they came back from yeah. Germany. But they changed mm-hmm. the name right away, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, I didn't really know them. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know of okay. them because I was young and just going there for the first few times. And yeah. uh, they, were, they were really good. You know, because I was playing. I was really listening to them. Because I, I fancied playing in a group, but I was really scared because they were really good. You know, the singers yeah. were great. I was a crap singer, and, and uh, mm-hmm. I could play with Chuck Berry and me Buddy Holly and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I had going for me, really. Okay, uh, yeah. So, but I'd go and see those bands on the Cavern, man. Uh, I saw the Big Three play there. So you've heard of the Big Three, of course. Um, you know, they were right on a par with the Beatles when the Beatles okay. got signed. It was uh-huh. touch and go which one was going to be the big band. Oh. Um, okay. Four-piece band, similar? Uh, three-piece. The big three were a three-piece. Three? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, the, the big guitar, three. Yeah. Guitar, okay. bass, guitar, and drums. And uh, really great. Johnny Utz, the drummer, uh, mm-hmm. he tells stories because he really knew the Beatles. And he tells yeah. that he, he knows all the backstories of everything. Oh, okay. You know, so it's really interesting. Yeah. Did anyone from that, that band become famous in another band? Uh, Johnny Gustafson, uh, the bass player, okay. he joined um, 
he joined who was it now the Mersey Beats who got to be quite a big band out of Liverpool Mm -hmm. Uh, after Billy left Billy was only 16 the bass player he's a good mate of mine Billy Uh, Mm -hmm. and I you know uh, they were big in their own right in the Mersey Beats you know Mm -hmm. the big big three never really never really made it yeah I've heard of the Mersey Beats yeah yeah Yeah, oh yeah I've yeah, never but, heard of the big three, though. I you know what I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they when they broke up, the two singers, Billy and Tony, Billy Kinsley, Tony Crane, they they put a, a singing duo, to, duo together. They were the really good two? singers. Uh, no, they were <laughs> the big two. No, they were called. <laughs> <laughs> they were called the the Mersies, Had a big song okay. called Sorrow, uh, which was okay. a, which was a huge hit, and they came to Liverpool to get a backup brand a backing group, and I got the job as the guitar player in that band. Um, okay. So I started, you know, playing around England then, uh, mm-hmm. really proper. Um, I'd had a little bit of that with the Masterminds, the band before that. Uh, we made a record. Andrew Lou Goldham discovered us. You know the Stones manager? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he came into the yeah. club. We were, he came into the club one night and... We were playing this song, uh, She Belongs to Me, a Bob Dylan song, which is kind of really yeah. kind of a cool thing to do in those days. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Rosie was a big Bob Dylan fan. We'd really never heard of him. You know what I mean? We liked all <laughs> rhythm and blues and rock and roll and that, you know. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Andrew Lou Goldham came up and, and said, Boy, that was great, that man. Do you want to come to London and make a record? And. Uh, <laughs> That's that's so how we cool. started. Yeah, yeah. And what uh, band yeah. was that? This was what the mastermind. Band? This was the mastermind. The mastermind. Mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Masterminds. yeah. <laughs> so how did, little, how did you? It was a good little band. But how did you um, become a member of the Ivies? How did that come well, about? You know, normal, normal life, really. Just mm-hmm. you know, bands would break up, or you, you know, things would yeah, happen. You get invited. Their, yeah. And uh, like I say, I played with the Mersey's for a while. And after mm-hmm. the Mersey's broke up, and I went back to Liverpool and everything, Billy uh, was a great mate of the Beatles, and they'd started Apple Records, yeah. And he went mm-hmm. to work for them, doing session. Oh, okay. doing so one session. thing led to another. One thing led to yeah. another, yeah? Yeah. And it was Billy who got the, the Ivies. He said, if you're looking for a guitar player, call this fellow Joey Mullins or mm-hmm. get in touch with Joey Mullins and have him come down and audition. I think you, you like him. So uh, that's what happened. He, he told them mm-hmm. they got in touch or Billy got in touch and said, come down. I was a little bit iffy about it. I'd seen him on TV doing Maybe Tomorrow and that, which was mm-hmm. a bit of a twee, if you liked I didn't yeah. really, mm-hmm. that wasn't my kind of music. I liked mm-hmm. the hard side of Motown. And mm-hmm. I liked okay. rhythm and blues. I like rock and roll music. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe tomorrow wasn't really my game. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit doubtful, but I went down. And they told me that they wanted to be more of a rock band. They'd been a rock mm-hmm. band, a rhythm and blues band in Swansea when they mm-hmm. started. And as they started writing songs, the songs had been... You know, when you start writing songs, you write about, you know, silly things. Well, not silly, but yeah. we think. But basically, when it, especially when girl. you're younger. You know. Yeah. Bring me that cup of tea. My girl's bringing me a cup of tea. No, no there you go. Bring me the tea. Bring me the tea. Come on. What's <laughs> the matter with you? Love you Hello, Will. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I got water. I'm here, drinking right? seltzer. Seltzer, yeah. I'm drinking tea. <laughs> hey, speaking of, um, so yeah, in your head, you were thinking about the, you're, t- you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're learning, you're loving the rhythm and blues and the rock and roll. Yeah, um, yeah. So I went down and auditioned anyway. They'd been a rock and roll band and they wanted more of that. And I think that's why they got me in because they tried out all these other guitar players, like 20, yeah. 20 odd guitar players. Yeah. And uh, for some reason they picked me and I think it was because I had a good handle on it. A good, you know, I could, play, I could play Chuck Berry about as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not blowing my own trumpet there. That's what yeah. people would say about me. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had that stuff. It's great. I really worked hard on it, man. The players in Liverpool were first rate. You know what I mean? So I knew you had to work hard. I played on street corners. I played in uh, bars. Um, I played in, in, the, in the front parlor of my house. Like every day after school, I played the guitar. I didn't go yeah. out to the you know, park with my mates. Uh, and you just... Hopefully get better. So, yeah, so, yeah, and so you're you're yeah. alone at that point. When you're busking, you're alone, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you know, you meet you meet other players. Yeah. You yeah. do, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know how it runs, but you meet people. And uh I met this guy Pigeon, uh Pete Pete Edge. I'm so friends with him on Facebook. He's mm-hmm. one of my best mates. <laughs> and uh, we both loved Chuck Berry, and so we were learning and there was a group up the street. Uh and we'd go and sit outside their window and listen to them playing, and because uh, they were really good, called the escorts. And okay. it was just just life, you know, just life going yeah. on like that. So you I'm, work hard, and you and you grab hold of what you can do, and then you take yeah. it. You know now what I mean? You, That's what I did. Now, did you did you collect albums from like? How did you hear Chuck Berry? Really. Was it on the radio? I, or I didn't I didn't really have any money, uh, but my okay. brother, my brother uh, who played as well. My elder brother, Chris, he had a band and uh, they were trying to be, they were like a pop band, but they wanted to be jazzers. They wanted to do Django mm-hmm. Rhino and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he, he had Buddy Holly albums and okay. he had some, you know, Cliff Richard, he had a little bit of Elvis, mm-hmm. a little bit. He didn't really have a Chuck Berry record. Yeah, because I learned Elvis first and then uh, Buddy Holly. But it was great learning them. I'm telling you, guitar mm-hmm. players out there, Go back and learn your Buddy Holly songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You. Basic, basic rock and roll here. It's yeah, the beginnings yeah. of rock and roll. Where, where, yeah. where the solos come from. You know where yeah. the guitar yeah. solos come from. Yeah. yeah. All they're hearing that. They're hearing yeah. that. Yeah. It all goes I can, pl- your, I can yeah. play the chords, but not the solos. Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> like Peggy great, Sue but... is like three chords. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I think there's an so, F in there somewhere, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> so um, yeah. I'm I'm just thinking about uh, you know talking about some uh, some music uh, coming over possibly coming over from uh, some of that coming over from America coming over from the U.S. When did you oh, get yeah. to the U.S. When did you get to the U.S. first and what, what was what was that like? Uh, 1970. We came after "Come and Get It" was a hit. Okay. Uh, and we had the next single coming out, uh, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. And so we came, you know, we got, we got a, a really cheap tour booked. Um, but we played all over the place. We came over here in, I think, winter or fall mm-hmm. of 1970, maybe 71. But mm-hmm. we, went, we just went on the road and played. It was fantastic. Yeah. My, father, my father had always talked to me about America. I'd mm-hmm. seen about America. I'd heard the music. All yeah. came from America. Mm-hmm. 
all the stacks records, uh, yeah. the, you know, the chess records, yes. the, the, uh, yeah. uh, the sun records. Yeah. Oh, man, that's pretty mm-hmm. much rock and yeah. roll right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so Joey, when you're playing, when you, when you come to America and you're playing and you said it was great, how are the fans different? Did, were you, was it all cool? Was it all, was it all uh, good? What do you, yeah, how were the fans? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the fans were okay. great. Really as, compared, great. as compared to England, you know, that's what I'm looking at. You know, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they were great. Uh, the, English, the English fans were, were really good, but they were really territorial. You know, like mm-hmm. London fans, like London bands, you know. Oh, okay. uh, okay. Birmingham, mm-hmm. Birmingham fans, like Birmingham bands. And Liverpool, mm-hmm. you know, in Liverpool, yeah. they were great. They thought we were great. You know? so, Almost like yeah. they are with sports, you know, in America. And in England, too. If you like and the Yankees, you can't like Boston, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you can't even appreciate them. You can't. <laughs> and it's the same, you know, yeah. it, it was the same so uh, where so the well, the ivies went into the ivies became bad finger mm-hmm. and that's right where did the name bad finger because that's that's kind of a unique listeners want it is it is uh, <laughs> well you know neil aspinall suggested it and when okay. we asked him what bad finger where'd you get that he said oh it's an old blues record i've got uh bad okay. finger boogie and uh he said, oh. that's where I got it from. Well, of course, okay. it turned out that Badfinger Boogie was the name, the work title for uh, a little help from my friends, the Beatles song. And oh, okay. Because John Lennon played the piano, and he mm-hmm. wasn't the greatest pianist in the world. He was uh-huh. okay. He played so the piano. Like Badfinger? Somebody said Badfinger, yeah. So we were called right. Badfinger, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was uh, the working title for... A little help for my friends. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Very interesting. That's, I think I think that was actually bad finger boogie. Yeah, yeah. Bad finger boogie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the, your your first bad fingers first album was nineteen seventy. Um, Magic Christian music. Yeah, that came out. What? Yeah, it was actually when Paul, you know, Paul McCartney produced "Come and Get It Right." Yeah. Uh, well, he wrote that. And, he, yeah. he, 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 he produced it and wrote it and everything. Yeah. Um, he told the band uh, that he would, if they did a good job on Come and Get It, oh no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He told them he wanted them to write a song for the beginning of the film, which was an okay. enormous opportunity for an unknown mm-hmm. band, virtually yeah. unknown band. And they wrote that song, uh, Carry On Till Tomorrow, uh, okay. which is a great little tune. Mm-hmm. Cartoon. Mm-hmm. And Paul was knocked out with it. He was. He was. And uh, said, go ahead and write the rest of the songs for the movie. So okay. they wrote Crimson Ship. And uh, Paul wrote, uh, Paul and, and the band actually did um, Rock of Ages. So they had mm-hmm. four songs now produced mm-hmm. by McCartney. New. They'd done that maybe tomorrow album. And what they did was, they took eight songs or something from that mm-hmm. album, put them with the four songs, and put it okay. out as put it out as Badfinger. Uh, but it was okay. actually it was actually the Ivy's band. Your third album was produced by Todd Rundgren and George Harrison. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you good. so you had you were in good good company, like starting out. Oh yeah, between- we started we started work with the Beatles. 
I yeah. couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. You know, wow. But all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know they call up and say, hey, uh, George wants to know if you're doing anything tomorrow. Um, no, nah, we're just with you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, free. You, I'm free. He, yeah, wants, you, he cool. wants you to bring your, bring your guitars now uh, uh, to, to Abbey Road, uh, to the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's making a new record, and he wants you guys to play guitars. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. So... We go down there with the guitars, and we go in the studio. It was a little studio, I mean, I don't think Studio 3, maybe Studio 2, I'm not sure. But uh, we walked in the door, and there's Ringo Starr sitting at his drum kit. Ringo mm-hmm. Starr! <laughs> and there's Eric Clapton tuning his guitar up. Wow. <laughs> there's Klaus Vormann, who wasn't so well known, but he was famous to us. Klaus Vormann. And there was Billy Preston, right? Mm-hmm. And there this was is for the George Harrison, George Harrison the, album. The George Harrison sessions, and this yeah. was the this was the rhythm section, yeah. Eric yeah, yeah. Said, You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, man, <laughs> oh yeah. Blown, blown, completely blown away, you know. Oh, we was over. this um, <laughs> concert for Bangladesh? <laughs> no. Or this is the, or this all is things must album. pass. This is the album sessions, yeah, which was our first real involvement, really playing with them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? recording with them and stuff. The guys, Tommy and, and Mike and Pete, had already done the Paul session, of course, uh, but mm-hmm. this was the first time the whole group, all of us, were at a Beatles session to record on his songs, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic experience. George Harrison was absolutely lovely. He was leading. It's his band. It's his yeah, band. He's leading, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got, you know, his mates there, but just fantastic. He comes over, here's the, here's the way he does it. He comes over, says hello, thanks you for coming. He's very mm-hmm. polite, uh, really nice bloke. Not, not big time at all, regular, regular bloke mm-hmm. talking to you. But he's mm-hmm. in, you know, he's the Beatle guy. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really freaky, man. And that's cool. anyway, so that he plays in his song. This first song we're going to do, uh, it's called Wawa. And it's got yeah. a guitar mm-hmm. riff, you know, but, and he plays a little bit of the riff. And then he says, but it goes like this. And he, you know, wah, mm-hmm. wah. Yeah. And he's telling us we're kind of, we're learning the song as he's playing it like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And the phone, the, you know, the, the verse, intro, verse, chorus, chorus, whatever it was. And uh, that's how he was with all the songs. He'd just come mm-hmm. over to us and play it to us. And uh-huh. sing it yeah. to us. And we'd play it through a couple of times and learn it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it, funny, they had a big, a big uh, card, a big cardboard, a big plywood box made. And uh-huh. the, the three Badfinger guitar players would climb in the box. It had doors. <laughs> it had doors on the front. It would climb in the front, and they had it. It was open at the top, uh, and so they could put mics in and mic yeah, up guitars. But they, they locked you in there till you got it perfect. Right? <laughs> it, it was like way, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it was. It was just to, to separate us from the rest of the band. Because we're right, all right, playing yes. in the same room, so yeah, you know? it's for it's for that track, right? It's for it's for separation of tracks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But he wanted mm-hmm. us to play with the band, you know, not yeah. overdub it, but play it with the band. So uh, they're finicky about things like that. Those guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you do backup vocals, uh, you sing them all at the same time around the mic. You yeah. don't mm-hmm. do don't do them one track at a time. 
Yeah, not yeah. not multi people singing backup. Yeah. You're going to do backup together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do backup yeah. together, just like yeah. in, you know you see the old films of the Wrecking Crew and all that mm-hmm. uh, do, doing those things. So um, anyway, uh, they had that for us, so we go in the box, play the song, you know, play it two or mm-hmm. three times, and then we go <laughs> to the next song. And it was it was great. Yeah. Billy Billy Preston would lift up his head and smile and, and make every, make everybody in the room feel good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. this beautiful smile and he's so That's great. Awesome. Yeah, you know, those things were great. Ringo, of course, was rock solid and on, you know? Good, uh, good. Tremendous. Wait a minute here. I'm, I'm getting an okay thing. The meeting has been upgraded. Our We've been upgraded. Been- We've been upgraded. <laughs> that's, that's what it said to me, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim, do you have anything there? So the uh, the concert for Bangladesh was that was that one concert or was that a series? No, it was two concerts. Uh, okay. We, we, you know, there was a we were recording straight up with George when okay. that whole thing went down, and it was mm-hmm. about a year later, a year and a half later. Um, we were doing our record with him. We'd done about half of it. Uh, the, the, the straight up album it was. And um, he he got a, a call from Ravi Shankar, uh, yes. who's a famous Indian musician. Yeah. Uh, uh, he'd met Ravi on, on his travels. Anyway, he got a call. Yeah, his from daughter Ravi. is Nora Jones. That's yeah. exactly the, right. The talented yeah. Nora Jones. She's yeah. incredible, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Wow. Still doing it. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so uh, Ravi called him and told him about the uh, about the the Bangladesh tragedy, about the disastrous Mm -hmm. happening, the floods, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the the monsoon rains. It was really bad. Uh, People were dying, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, maybe. And uh, he called George to see if there was anything George could think of. Uh, mm-hmm. that might bring it, the attention of what's going on there yeah. to the rest of the world, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody was really paying attention. And yeah. So George uh, George decided he was going to try and do something, and uh, he, he, he apologized to us, and he left for New York. He arranged mm-hmm. for Todd Runcan to come over and finish okay. the record with us, and uh, he told us he was going to do something. He didn't know what, and he went to New York, and... They made the, the, the idea to come up with the concert and try and raise mm-hmm. money through the concert and the record and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then he called all the people that played on All Things Must Pass. Mm-hmm. You know, we never played right. with anybody but the Beatles, George Allison. You only yeah. have the Beatles. So we didn't know yeah. anybody else's songs other than really old songs. <laughs> yeah. And it's really new songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's, 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 you know, that's where the decisions lie. So, yeah. We went over to New York. He asked us to come and play. And we went over to New York and we rehearsed with him mm-hmm. and we and that for about a week. Got those rhythm beds okay. back together. You know? mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Eric came in, Eric Clapton, Leon Russell and, and the shelter people, Jim Horn, Jim Horn mm-hmm. and all the horns, like a, like a, I don't know, 12-piece horn section or something wow. came in. Yeah. And then all these singers... Uh, came in. Famous songwriters showed up because they wanted to be involved. Yeah. Uh, and actually, at, at the dress rehearsal on Saturday, Bob Dylan showed up, mm-hmm. which was unbelievable for us. Well, I wanted to ask yeah. you this because there's a there's a rumor that Badfinger was supposed to perform a Badfinger song 
until Bob Dylan showed up. And we so is that true? Uh, I never read anything about that. <laughs> okay. Nah, okay. Somebody's making that up. We were, so, we, yeah. were, we weren't really imagining that we'd play. You were just happy to of, be there, like be part of the, I mean, that experience. Yeah, these incredible. are giant stars, you know, these oh, are yeah. giant stars. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we'd had a couple of hits, but we never considered ourselves you know, yeah. giant stars. <laughs> yeah. So, Joey, this but the, but the Beatles must have, they must have, the guy, the Beatles must have loved you guys because, I mean, first of all, you were one of the first bands they signed onto the label. Plus, yeah, you, yeah. plus you were not only on All Things Must Pass, you were also on, uh, I think, all of Badfinger was on Imagine. Is that true? The, the whole no, band? No, just, just Tommy and I. Okay. Just but still, to, to want to use, to think of you guys in these yeah, different yeah. projects, I mean, yeah. they must have taken a real liking to you guys. You know. And I'm just thinking I back suppose, to that. I suppose, you know, they, they would always be the Beatles to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't be really friendly with John Lennon, you know what I mean? Okay. You know, I like, yeah. like you know what I mean? I couldn't yeah. be like that with the Lennon. <laughs> Hit him on the back. like oh, guys from a different now? planet or something. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know why. And I, don't, I just didn't question it. Uh, honestly, <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought so, about it a bit, a lot of things, but you know. So, John Lennon, he always uh did appear like he was always thinking of something else, he was he was uh thoughtful in that way, introspective. Did you see him as that kind of person when you yeah, the, I, saw him just, I saw him just like you, he, he, you know, he, he seemed like a but he just seemed like a great guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought he was funny. What a yeah. great singer. All that, all that raucous and real tender in the back of it. Uh -huh. Really beautiful voice going mm -hmm. on in the back. Yeah. And yeah. that John yeah. Lennon voice coming out, you know, mm -hmm. really incredible. I thought, yeah. he was, I thought the Beatles were brilliant, but uh, he was sweet. He, he came in, thanked everybody for coming, just like George. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we said hello to everybody, made a few wise cracks, you know, told Calvin not to don't be screwing around with the drum part, you know, keep it straight, you know. <laughs> he, he just, that's what he was like. Uh, and he swore, you know, he swore. He talked like a ducker, mm -hmm. you know. Uh -huh. and, uh, I'm not going to do that. But he was just like John Lennon. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine him? That's what he yeah. was like. Yeah. Uh, but doing the songs and the George is the same, they were totally focused. You know, mm -hmm. Leonard right. never used lyric sheets and stuff. Oh, he, wow. Just, he just, his he carried, he he carried the it. words in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only just found that out really. And when I think about it, you never see him doing that. Yeah, it's, lyric mm -hmm. sheets. That's what, yeah, for the yeah, lyrics, yeah. for the words or it, lyrics. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. yeah. he, he just, he's had it all in his head. And it, again, the same as George. He'd know uh, how he wanted it. He'd know how it started. Uh, although mm -hmm. he wouldn't have the intro. He didn't have the intro for Jealous Sky. He mm -hmm. would depend on the musicians, you know, contributing. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. They, and they allowed you to do that. If you were in those roles in the band, if you were the lead guitar player, mm -hmm. they expected you to fool around and mm -hmm. find, the, find the part, you know what I mean? Right. And it's mm -hmm. all, you know, I know music. It's all about parts. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. all about yeah. parts. Great records yeah. are all about parts. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they were really focused in that, and you know, all that experience in the Beatles and all the songs they knew. You know, they, 
I mean, these guys really worked hard, you know what I mean? It's interesting. I'm thinking about John Lennon not using lyric sheets. It's, it's like if you're speaking and you're public speaking, and like I'm speaking to you right now, if I'm speaking yeah. from my heart, from my head, it's coming, it's coming right to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm reading it and I'm reading stuff, you know, I think that's, why, that's another reason John Lennon came across right to our hearts, you know, because it came right, you know, yeah, right, right from him. Yeah, 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 he's, not, yeah. He's, not, he's not having to read the lyrics. That's and when he sang, he it was yeah. natu- so natural, like he's not like, oh, it has to be this word, it has to be, you know, he, yeah, it was yeah, like, right on, yeah, yeah, it yeah, flowed yeah. more, yeah. you know, lyrically. Yeah. Joey, speaking of writing, um, I've really uh, been listening to uh, Be True to Yourself. That's your latest album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, you, uh, did you write everything there, or is it co-written? Yeah, but all, all the songs are mine. All the songs okay. are my mm-hmm. ideas. They're all from ideas okay. I have. Uh, some of them are complete. Uh, some of them are ideas. But mm-hmm. all, all my ideas. Then we had... Gary Bear, who's a famous songwriter, Hall of Fame American songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, he sent us an idea, Rainy Day Man. Mm-hmm. He sent us that idea. It wasn't that's a great song. Ah, yeah, it's a knockout. Yeah. And Mark and I, Mark and I finished that yeah. uh, in Mark's apartment. Well, I hear a lot of Mark Hudson, and you know, because he's, ah, yeah. well, he's totally tuned into the like Beatles. Yeah, sound yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I, I just completely give mm-hmm. Mark Hudson his head. He's brilliant. Again, he's, mm-hmm. his focus is incredible. Yeah. He is focused, and he draws uh, the players out through mm-hmm. uh, making fun of them, insulting them, whatever he takes. He seems like uh, such a great, great guy. <laughs> well, look at all the work he did on my record. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It is unbelievable. You know, I haven't had any bad reviews for that record. Mm-hmm. And I, Great. You know, at least like 60, 60% of that is down <laughs> to the work that Hudson did. Um, and the mm-hmm. players that he got, you know, Steve Holly, uh, Jay Shepard, Paul Santos, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Benny Harrison. Just these great players came in. And they're, well, they're I noticed the- you wow. have a couple people... We wanted to go back, actually go back oh, and yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the uh, Mickey Dolans and uh, Jason, uh, I don't know how you say it, Chef? Chef, yeah, Chief? yeah. Yeah, uh, Chef. You toured with them yeah, uh, yeah. in 2019. That's right. On the white, Todd Rundgren's White Album tour. And the 50th anniversary tour of the White, 50th white Album. 50th anniversary. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my, uh, Mike and I saw you guys in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Get the oh. casino there. Yeah, we were in the seventh show. row. You Thank know. you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was we good. love that show. Yeah, we had uh, fun. The show was great. Uh, something strikes me about the show. I got a question for you, Joey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I I I, I remember uh, some early music from Todd Rundgren way back, and and when some new albums came out. Uh, I don't know him like you do, but uh, you know, Todd Todd was seeming uh, he was he was kind of going wild. I mean, he was he. He came out in leotards, and he's got some other kind of, uh, you know, Nerf gun and what was it, bubbles? Um, it was a super <laughs> soaker. <laughs> super Bungalow soaker. Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bungalow yeah, Bill. Yeah. So, so I had no idea that, that Todd was like that. And um, so is that Todd? I mean, is that, is that I, know, I, had, I had no idea that he was like that either. I mean, okay. I've, 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 met, I've met three Todd Rundgrens now. I've met the guy that, yeah. that is a complete asshole. 
I, I, I've met the one. Number one, is, asshole. I've met Number the two. one that is, well, that's a really strong personality, man. That's Todd Rundgren. Yeah. Then there's the Todd Rundgren, the talent guy, and mm-hmm. the, the brilliant oh, yeah. guy, the brilliant guitar player, a singer, a songwriter. I've met mm-hmm. that guy too. And, yeah. uh, and now I've met the, the guy who likes to dress up. <laughs> and, and, and go crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was real music, but he was absolutely fantastic. The amount right. of energy that he brought energy. to the show. Energy. Energy dancing, was incredible, wasn't dancing it? Dancing yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, working, yeah, yeah. Working yeah. the, work the, uh, the audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. Hey, I, I, hey. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see that coming. No one was there. You know, and, 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 and the hey, Buffalo Bill, you know, with the hat on and the shorts. Mm-hmm. And he the was shorts. in a safari outfit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he was mixing. I think he was mixing safari with other things too. I was like, what? Yeah, it was just great, man. Just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that show was that show really worked well. Everything. Everybody had a great time. I love. Uh, I like each that. Of, um, each of you got to. Each of you got to play a couple of your own songs along with. That's what I yeah, loved just, about it. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you we did the, do the entire songs, White yeah. album, and then everyone, each person, got to play two or three of their own songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really good. It, it worked out great. I think we all got on really well. I think we were all surprised about that. We all got on really, <laughs> no, we all got on really well. Nobody was yeah. really aloof. Everybody was friendly, mm-hmm. open to ideas. Like I thought, well, maybe Todd had seen Baby Blue with us because he produced uh-huh. it. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. So I mm-hmm. went and said to him, hey, you fancy singing Baby Blue with us? Oh, yeah, I'll do that, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, there was no, no, no hesitation to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, you know, what was really great was seeing Mickey Dolenz yeah. mm-hmm. perform the songs. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when he when he did um, he did he did Rocky, Rocky Raccoon. Raccoon was yeah. Rocky Raccoon, yeah. When yeah. he sits, you know, he's pretending to he, sit down the campfire mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. And he yeah. brought all that. I'm singing. I'm so mm-hmm. tired. You know, and he's he's like, oh, I'm yeah. so tired. Mm-hmm. He really performed <laughs> the songs for us. You know, yeah. it was great. And we all tried to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The band was great. I loved it. Sold it out pretty much every night. Mm-hmm. How many out. shows? Um, do you remember how many I think we shows did like did? 45 or something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. We were going to do, we had, I think, 60 booked for this mm-hmm. year. Because uh, uh, we were going to wow. do it again. And maybe at the end of this year, we were going to do a different Beatle album. Um, yeah. Which would have been a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so great, Jason Sheff. Yeah, yeah. He's a great bassist. He's a fantastic mm-hmm. singer. Everybody oh, yeah. And he, I think he played the piano, too. Did you know his dad played bass with Elvis Presley? Really? Did not know. <laughs> he was Elvis Presley's bass player. I'll say that one more really? time. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he yeah. was shaking his hand, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. great. He was, a, he was fantastic. He came and sang on the record as well. Um, sang really beautiful eye harmonies for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Rainy Day Man and all that stuff. <laughs> Julian Lennon came too. Uh, yeah. What did he sing? What song did he sing? He sang on three or four. Uh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, harmonies, yeah. though, on that album. The, my favorite song, though, is I Don't Want to Be Done With You. I 
Now, I have to say, do you know the band The Smithereens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guitar riff in the beginning sounds just like only a memory, like slowed down a little bit. But it oh, reminds me. It, it does? But not, not exactly, but that guitar, that sound, that, that progression, that guitar. And the tone of it, too. Yeah, the yeah. tone and feel, just a slightly yeah. different timing. Yeah. And, you know, I well, think this song man. is like the most Paul McCartney sounding song. <laughs> yeah. You know what I gave? I had the guitar riff. I, I swear to God, I had the guitar riff. I had mm -hmm. it in that, in that song uh, with the changes. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Hudson didn't really like the song. He didn't really like really? the lyric or whatever. No, and so no. he went away. He just went away and uh, kept the idea and, and just wrote mm -hmm. another song right over the top of it. Uh, <laughs> well, I like how the, the, the vocals are, the vocals are like raw. They're like, they're, yeah, you yeah. truly hear your, your voice. And uh, uh, have you, have, I have to ask you, have you ever been mistaken for Paul McCartney? In, in looks, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I went, I'll tell you, can I tell you a story? <laughs> sure. Of course you can yeah. tell I, I went to, I went, in, in 1976 this was, mm -hmm. I went, uh, I met some people in LA, because I was living in LA then, I met some people, and um, <clears throat> they, were, they were very wealthy, uh, and they were going deep sea fishing uh, mm -hmm. off San Luis Obispo, and they invited me along. Mm -hmm. So I went along with them. Yeah, great. And, uh, I got on the boat, and the guy, the captain of the boat, thought it was Paul McCartney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought, I forgot, I'm getting on a deep-sea fishing boat with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That's Paul McCartney, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so the, coin, oh, the captain, okay. Yeah. Not the host, yeah, the, the captain. Yeah, yeah. The captain of the boat. He didn't ask for your autograph, he, did he? he yeah. No, but, but he did. Uh, when he talked to the shore, he said, I've got Paul McCartney on the boat. <laughs> He did. And of course, <laughs> woof, that spread like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we and, Joey's back, and Joey's going, where, where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when we get back to the, to the shore and uh, we're getting off the boat, there's all these people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's people there with cameras and everything. Uh -huh. And uh, so I put my sunglasses on because I hit. Are you probably probably so I put my sunglasses on and rather than deal with the whole to do, I said, Yeah. And I just said I am Paul McCartney. Uh -huh. And I just pretended to be Paul McCartney. That's <laughs> so cool. I never took my sunglasses off. Uh -huh. But they yeah. were convinced they were really convinced that I was Paul McCartney. So wow. I guess an answer to your question, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> that is a great story. About yeah. what year was that again? 1976. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just thinking about uh, just one, just going back one minute for uh, Bangladesh, the the concert for the people of Bangladesh. That would that would have been one of the early uh, rock concert fundraising events of its kind, right? Because you know you had Live Aid, yeah. Live Aid too. I think it was an early. I mean, people. I think it was maybe the first. Yeah, I, I think it's the first. first of the giant concert. You know, yeah. it's made a, almost a quarter of a billion dollars for the charity. Wow. A quarter I had no idea. of a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. wow. wow. You know, unbelievable. Because <laughs> George never said, nobody ever took any money out of it, except maybe Alan Klein. Um, but, you know, George never got any money from it. Nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that because I got an award. You know, uh, we all got an award from uh, UNICEF 
And they sent us all this, you know, the whole collection of CDs and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, really fantastic. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Jim, what so, else you got there? Obviously, right now we're under a, you know, still under the quarantine. Yeah. So you're not touring. So are you planning a tour to support the new album? Yeah, I'd love just... to go out on the road. I'd love to get back on the road. And, and, you know, for a guy at my age, I really need to work, man, to keep in yeah. shape. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to sing to be able to sing. You know, you've got to keep your belly flat, man. You can't yeah. sing with a big belly. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, you, you know, it's just a fact of life, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm dealing with that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm dying to get back out on the road. I enjoy the road so much, you know, I spent, you know, 50, 60 years of my life uh, touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do it all the time. I play gigs as many as I can. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really yeah. dying for them to open it back up. But I'm not going yeah. to do it until I feel really good, safe about it. Yeah. You know, I wear yeah. my mask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be one of the reasons why I'm not sick today, you know. Because uh, yeah. I still go out. I still go out to, you know, do the shopping and do that stuff. But, uh, yeah. This COVID mm-hmm. thing is a nightmare, man. Wow. Yeah. Now, have yeah. you ever thought, of, have you thought about uh, doing a streaming concert? Like yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually filming a, a podcast now, although I'm okay. not really going to feature a lot of the new songs off my record. Uh, okay. I'm telling, it's more like a Joey Mullins story, if you like. Uh, so <laughs> like an acoustic kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing that. And mm-hmm. It's, it's going to air in January, I think. Uh, we're all. I'm making my bit of it because it's going to run all weekend. This this podcast and uh, mm-hmm. making my bit of it like a little TV show. I've got videos I made for me record and making okay. the new ones now. And mm-hmm. so there'll be some fun and games going on. You know, I've got me mates uh, a little bit in it and uh, You know, so yeah, doing doing that yeah. kind of stuff, trying yeah. to keep in shape. It, it's really hard, man, to keep your voice in shape. That's all I know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, for sure. Now, the, re- sure. the recording of your um, new album, the other people, like Mickey Dolenz and Julian, did they record their parts separately? Or oh, did, yeah. Like- they, uh, they came. I, I went out to Los Angeles okay. uh, with Mark. Mark has a studio out there. Okay. And so I went out there to do the vocals. Uh, mm-hmm. He'd been working on the backup vocal, you know, during the interim period. And then uh, when we got out there, we had... Um, Jason Chef came down and sang with all the harmonies he's, he's going to do. He did a whole day okay. singing all day. And Mickey came and did the whole evening mm-hmm. singing his parts and stuff. Okay. Uh, and thank you so much to both of them. They both got, you know, great things to do, these guys. They've got great lives, you mm-hmm. know. So <laughs> yeah. It's nice of them to give up the time. Same with um, Julian. Well, it might be a little easier uh, with nobody's touring and maybe they – have, yeah, have yeah. a little bit more well, time. No, no, we, we did the vocals <laughs> last December or last November. So the uh, oh, right before, oh, okay. right before it wasn't even a factor, wasn't even a factor okay. you know. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. so uh, you know, mm-hmm. these guys have got great lives going on. And, and uh, same with Julian. He came to New York uh, and came and sang on my record, which was a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Uh, just great. I didn't know Julian really well. Uh, I've met him. You know, because mm-hmm. I made a mm-hmm. point of going to meet him when, when his record came out. Okay. When Veloff came out and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know him. He came in and worked his ass off on those songs. 
land in the phrasing, land in the words, land mm-hmm. in the harmonies, which are quite different from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, singing them as best he could. I've got photos of him singing on the mic and he's really putting it out. You know, he's just standing yeah, there like yeah. a counter or something. He's really putting it out. He's really singing, <laughs> wow. you know, which is a lovely thing to see. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Bloody great, man. The, I tell you, I had the greatest time making this record. The players were just in it. In. It's a great album. You know? I, you know? I've, I've played thank it four you, or five times, at least. Mm-hmm. It makes me, yeah. It, thank you so much. Honestly, God, it really <laughs> makes it worth it. People say they like it. It's a I've fun never, album. Yeah. I've never heard anybody tell me they don't like it, man. Yeah. I think my favorite uh, is Be True to Yourself uh, at the end there. The self-title track at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's That's sweet. I love the way it ends. It ends very sweetly. I hear cello in there, I think. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. They're all real. They're real. Real guys. Real guys (laughs) came to the studio and did those jams and all that. You know, same with everything on the record. Uh, There's only one little bit of synthesizer on there. (laughs) The rest mm-hmm. of it is yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, Which that's I'm great. Proud of, really. Yeah, I don't know what you should. And they're all complete takes. All the songs are complete oh, takes. Yeah. Yes, there's, instead there's, of segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's no way. What's it called? Paste and whatever it is. Yeah. Cut and paste yeah. is not cut and paste. And, yeah, not. Yeah. There's not. I don't know if it means anything, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. it is. It is a fact that we made it in the old-fashioned way. Yeah, mm-hmm. we cooked it wow. from the beginning. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, we had to cook the carrots first because they take longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, soup with Joey. Yeah. <laughs> so we we have one one last question, and we're calling this is our mystery question. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One more for you. There's seven different questions. We're only going to ask you one, but you have to <laughs> you pick a number between one and seven. Oh, wow. And then you'll get that question. So, five. What's your five? five. <clears throat> yeah. If you could go anywhere in the world and stay for one month free of charge, where would it be? New Zealand. New Zealand, okay. New Zealand, have you, yeah, yeah. So, you've, have you been there? No, okay. I haven't. No, no. Okay. I have a brother-in-law and sister-in-law says it's beautiful. They were there about five years ago and just yeah. touring the countryside, and they said it was fabulous. Uh, I believe that's where there was uh, these, these hobbit homes up on a mountain, up on a mountainside, and there's just little homes and little doorways and stuff. Um, I think it was New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go for that. Yeah, yeah, great. I'll put that on my list. But it's beautiful. Yeah, that's all I've ever heard about it is how beautiful it is. And so I'd like to go there. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things great. going on great. there. I've been to Australia. I've been to Japan. I've never been to China. I wouldn't mind going there. And I've never really been to India. I passed through it, you know, flying. Mm-hmm. Have you been to mm-hmm. Sweden? Yeah, I've been to Sweden. Okay. Yeah. My I'm wife loves Sweden. Yeah. We went there a yeah. couple years ago. Yeah. We were planning, we were going to go this year. And <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to be able to go next year. But we go to Stockholm. Uh, wow. We stayed there for 10, 10 days in a, um, Airbnb. So it was oh, someone's yeah, apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got to live like, you know, for like 10 nobody, days. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like speeds, like speeds. <laughs> it is nice. We, I've got pictures of me and Tommy laying around in a big yard. And, and we went up there and did some TV shows, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> so Joey, um, one last thing, uh, where can people get your new album? Where can they, um, yeah, well, the digital album, uh, you can get it pretty much, you know, anywhere you can get digital albums. Uh, yes. So, you know, iTunes and all that, Spotify, you know, you can get it up there, Amazon. Uh, they they also, can also get the uh, physical copy, the CD. They, they, can, they can get physical CDs. Uh, I think maybe at Target. Uh, okay. And they only say that because Target don't stock a lot of records, but they have yeah. some of mine. And then the local record stores might have it. Uh, okay. You know, it's all a question of uh, of the individual record store owner, you know, ordering mm -hmm. it and getting it in, uh, yeah. and how how good the uh, the label distribution is. You know, mm -hmm. they're doing a pretty good job as far as I can see. Yeah, and uh, you should yeah. be able to get it. Or, you know, I well, that's all I hear about it really. Yeah, you know, check it out. I mean, yeah. you, go on do the you have a website? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do, yeah. I forgot about so can that. Can they can uh, they get it from your website too? Yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, a, a, we, we've got a Badfinger site, uh, and that's oh, where okay. it is. www.badfingersite.com. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we've got all that stuff: t-shirts and records and everything. You know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Joey, just thank you so much for your time yeah, it was today. Thank great you. It was great time. talking oh, you're to welcome, you. Welcome, man. Anytime you like, man. And I love hearing the stories. The stories is is the favorite. I love hearing the stories. And yeah, I hope man. you get to. I hope you get to continue your tour soon. You know, I get hope out so, on the man. Road. I hope we yeah. all. I hope we all do, man. Get to go to shows and see. People. We love going to concerts, and that's the most thing I miss. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. Live, live music. <laughs> live music. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You take care, guys. It's okay, really thank nice you, evening. Joey. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you. Both you guys. Yeah, Take care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you too. You too, man. God bless. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. You can find Jim and Mike Talk on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and their host site, Podbean. The songs this time, Rainy Day Man, and I Don't Want to Be Done With You, used with permission from Joey Mullen. <laughs>